Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all types of shows. That includes today, the last game of the decade <laughs> for the Sacramento Kings at home against the LA Clippers. You can hop on the app and try to get yourself a good deal on some tickets right before that 2 p.m. tip-off. Well now, Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app. Create an account, and then under the Billing section, use the redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code. And it expires at the end of the year. That's today, December 31st, 2019. So make quick moves and score last-minute tickets. Man, I can shoot the ball. I know I can shoot the ball. I'm not worried about what anybody says. Like, I'm a dog on the court. That's how I play. They play fast. They have three-point shooting. They're young. They're versatile. And that's how I want to play. That's how I think the game should be played. You know, this team is on the rise. The city's on the rise. Oh, that's, that's exciting. You know, I'm getting chills talking about it. You are listening to Throne Room Breakdown with Jason Jones and Kenny Carraway, only on the Athletic Podcast Network. Happy New Year, Kings fans out there. I'm pretty sure all of y'all are ready for a new year at this rate. This is Jason Jones. And this is Kenny Carraway and Jason. The Kings play the Pelicans next Saturday. Um, I'm happy to say there's no conflict for me. Um, I don't have to worry about missing an NFL playoff game or anything like that because my team ain't playing, you know, in a good way next Saturday or Sunday. We we got that bye, Jason. We got that bye, baby. NFC number one seed. So, so I ain't got to worry about nothing. I'm just kicking my feet up, you know. I'll be saying bye to them on the 11th or whatever. <laughs> Come on. Wait, wait, man, please, man. Please. Hey, that ain't happening. I'll tell you that right now. This is this is why Niner fans are insufferable. It has not, this, 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 this podcast has nothing to do with the Niners at all. Nothing. <laughs> Look, I'm nothing. just catering to the audience, man. I know there's Niner fans out there that, you know, just like me, I had to, you know, I was looking a little bit at the Kings and Nuggets, but come on, uh, the uh, Niner Seahawks was on the big TV. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm just catering to the audience. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. We out here. Well, I, well, we out I watched. Here. Well, I watched Kings and Nuggets because I have a job to do. And, <laughs> I saw, I saw and it too. Was, I saw my boy Michael Porter doing what he did. People was laughing at me uh, for about a year when I said Michael Porter was that dude. I saw him doing his thing. <laughs> hey, I wrote. Hey, I wrote a column saying the Kings should take him. I, I thought that's who they should take too. I no, thought they should. What, I'm know, just saying. I guess we'll jump into that at some point. But yeah, what we got right now? What is it? Uh, Seven game losing streak right now. Oh my goodness! Clippers coming to town too. Wow, seven game losing streak. Do you remember two weeks ago? It was about two weeks ago. The Knicks were coming to town, and people were like, "Kings could be over by over five hundred. The Knicks, Warriors, they could be over five hundred by the time they come back from this road trip, and they've lost mm-hmm. seven of their last eight, or what, eight of their last nine. Kings can't have nice things. It's a shame. It's a shame, man. And Twitter and Kings Twitter. Where I think, look, I'm a subscriber to King's Twitter. I'm on there. Um, it's a real toxic place at this point. It's crazy. It's really crazy. A lot of fire Vladis, you know, for the last week and a half. Fire Luke Walton. Get rid of the whole front office. I mean, people are really just jumping out the window right now. People still crying over Luca. Oh, that don't that ain't that ain't never and gonna stop. 
And I've always said, you know what? He's not here. Get over it. You got to deal with what you got. Yeah, facts. It is what it is. He's not here. And you know, Jason, you know, I thought about this and, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into the micro of the Kings as this, you know, as this episode goes along. But let's talk about the macro and people really upset about where this team is right now and Luke Walton, Vladi Divac and all that. And I had a tweet the other day. And and it to me it just hit the nail on the head. I'm I'm not a person that says Vladi should be fired because people don't keep the same energy for the good that Vladi does. They talk about the the pick swap with Philly. They talk about you know George Hill and Zach Randolph. They talk about Luca, but don't nobody talk about him getting bogey. Don't nobody talk about him getting Buddy Hill. Don't nobody talk about him um, drafting De'Aaron Fox. No, nobody talk about him getting Rashawn Holmes, you know, off the scrap heap. Bielitsa, he brought him back from Europe. But Bielitsa was going to Europe. He brought him back. So nobody keeps the same energy. I'm not saying he's 100% at all. I'm not saying I agree with every decision that he's made. But they just don't keep the same energy with the positive stuff that he does, man. And it's, I guess it's the nature, you know, for a GM and being in this business. But it's, it's really just crazy how they don't keep that same energy. I, I don't understand it. And I think part of it is, for me at least... I think in a lot of ways last season was a bad thing for them. Not that winning 39 games is bad. I think it that team overachieved. Mm-hmm. I think it set up a bad precedent for them this year. And because people are thinking, oh, they won 39 games last year. Oh, they'll win 45, 50 this year. Like, no, they won't. Stop. To me, to get to that 50-win range, you got to have an all-star. They don't have an all-star. And then, like, say, as far as Luke, is Luke a good coach? To me, he's so young. We really don't know if he's a good coach yet. Thank you. But... For God's sake, can we at least acknowledge the man lost his starting power forward in the first game of the year, and the guy's hurt again? Come on, man. And and he hasn't had De'Aaron half the season. I'm not saying that the coaching staff is absolved with every issue, but, I mean, you, you have to at least be fair. Think about this. For them to get the 39 wins last season, Buddy Hill had a career year. His shooting numbers are down this year. De'Aaron Fox missed one game and took a tremendous jump. They got off to a good start because Amon Shumpert played out of his mind mm-hmm. for about for about eight weeks before he just kind of injuries caught up with him. Bielitsa was way better than anyone ever thought he was. A lot happened. They weren't even 500. I think because the team's been bad so long, people are treating 39 wins. we also with a 9-16 and 16 record after the break, and you couldn't beat anybody good after the break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're treating the 39 wins like they won 50 games and like oh we should be way better i'm like given the injuries and to me the fact that your talent level really ain't that superior to most teams yeah yeah and and, and count me jason we we've gone back and forth about this on the show or whatever i'm not gonna i was one of the people that thought they should be in the playoff hunt this year and they should be a playoff team not should be but i could see them being a playoff team I wanted to see that jump. And to be honest with you, if they don't have the injuries, I don't think they're 12 and 21, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're um, third seed in the league, but they're at least around 500, maybe a game uh, two below, maybe a game or two above, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The case may be. Like, they should be there, but the injuries have been crazy. I thought about this whole thing, and even with me and other people thinking that um, they should have been in in the playoffs or, you know, been better this year. I look back and I said, okay, where does this team rank in the traditional storyline or arc of how a team progresses? And it made me look back to some of these teams that are in the playoff hunt, you know, continuously right now and where they were. So I know the Warriors are what they are now. 
but this year, but let's just be real with ourselves is because of the injuries and all that other stuff. You look at what they did and what they've built. And I'm not saying that the Kings are building this championship dynasty or nothing like that. But when you talk about a team building through the draft, because other teams like the Rockets or, you know, uh, the Lakers, they build through trades and free agency because they can do that with, with the markets that they're in. Kings, they got to build through the draft, right? So the Warriors mm. drafted Steph Curry in 2009. They won 26 games that season. They drafted Steph Curry in 2009. They didn't make the playoffs for the first four years of his career. The first four years, man. They didn't make the playoffs. And you want to talk, people talking about Marvin Bagley and, you know, he's injury prone and he's built a glass and all that other stuff. Um, let's not act like Steph Curry, there weren't major, major injury concerns about Steph Curry in his first four or five years. That, season, injury, right? that, that injury won them a championship because he was so yes. beat up. They had they he got he got a um a, a low market deal because because it was like let me sign this deal before my ankle falls apart. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and people, exactly. people forget about that. If he signs a max deal or would he if he signs for more than Tyreek Evans got, there's mm-hmm. no Andre Iguodala on that team. Yeah, facts. And the the draft pick, you know that that they got that year. I think they got that the year they got Harrison Barnes when he was like so bad and they they tanked and everything. They got Clay the next year. They got Clay. They got Clay. Next year, so next year was Clay. So you got you got teams like that. It took them four years to get to the playoffs, not even championship level, to the playoffs. Teams like the Denver Nuggets. They they had uh they drafted Jokic in, in twenty fifteen. All right. Same year they hired Mike Malone. You want to talk about young players and, and the new coach and all this other stuff? They won thirty three games that year. It took them four seasons to make the playoffs, right? Jason, the Kings had the second pick in the draft a year and a half ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And people are sitting up here like, they should be in the playoffs. Just fire everybody because they're underachieving. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I've always felt like they should be in the playoffs next season. And I thought going into this year, I thought they might win fewer games, but be a better team by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, be, yeah. better poised to take that leap in 2020-2021. That's a whole lot to say. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I just... I said, uh, maybe I'm just a hater, but I just had different expectations for this team. I thought they would be in that 8 to 10 range this year, and they still could be in the 8 to 10 range. You look at the top six, you know, right now, top six, seven teams in the West, assuming that OKC does not decide to blow it up and trade all their vets to get more picks. That boy Shea is looking like a, you know. Man, he's balling. Look, yeah. He's balling, you know, man. You're still in the mix, with it, all things considered. I just think I, I think some people had a very unrealistic expectations, like, oh, yeah, we should be about the four seed. Like, calm down. <laughs> the calm <four> down. <laughs> right. I mean, some of, the, some of the things that I hear people say, we, we should be better. I say, well, how much better? All things considered, you changed coaches. And you also had a situation where you have your front office saying to the coach, hey, we need to do some things differently. These guys need to, have to, need to learn how to run a half-court offense. Mm-hmm. These guys need to learn how to do this. What did you expect from this team? I, I think that uh, you kind of have to, I don't want to say give them a pass on this year. I mean, they're not even halfway over, but I would love to see the team together for more than two games at a time. Right. I think they've had their entire roster available maybe three games this season. That's crazy. I just don't believe you can ignore the injuries, especially when you're talking about the two guys that are the cornerstones of your franchise not being there. And I know people want to go back to Luka and all this other stuff. Luka's great, but even when Luka goes down, the Mavs are under 510. I think they're like 2-4 and four or something like that. Like, you can't just lose your best players and like, oh, next man up. Like, yeah, that sounds great. And I said this a couple of weeks ago. Th- that little group that played well when those guys were out, 
they took them as far as they could. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They had gone as far as they could go. They squeezed as much out of that, that <laughs> out of that as they could. I mean, Corey Joseph was not brought in to play 35 minutes a game. Thank you know, you. And we go back to that whole dumb per 36. When a guy plays longer, some of his his flaws are exposed. And, and Corey never said he was, you know, Steph Curry with the shot. Right. And people are mad. He's not. He's not scoring enough. It's not his job. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I've just decided that I can't talk sense with people who have no sense. If you want to believe that the Kings are 12 and 21 because Corey Joseph isn't averaging 18 points, okay. <laughs> or you want to believe that because Trevor Ariza played too much, okay, whatever. I'm not I, I'm not talking to – I can't do it anymore. It's, I don't need the headache. I mean, at some point you have to use common sense and – People don't want to do that. They want people are dug into their sides on this thing, and you know, and it's like either the we hate Luke side or we hate mm-hmm. Vlade side. And no matter what you say, well, it's because of Vlade. Oh, right. Vlade broke Marvin's thumb. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it, look, look, I tell I tell people this. Like I said, to send a tweet. You 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 are upset because you feel like this team isn't reaching your high expectations that you had coming into the season. Why did you have high expectations? Because you thought they had good players. Why did Where did those players come from? The GM that signed them. Yet, you want to fire the GM. I mean, is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one Mike? Is it Black Girl Lost or Shorty OU for Ice? Jay-Z said it perfectly right there. I mean, yeah. which one is it? Now, let's take a quick pause because I want to holler at you guys for a second. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. Or, sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED. All from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Just go to GetRoman.com forward slash throne to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com forward slash throne for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com forward slash throne. I mean, outside of their record, they've got some other issues to deal with. Uh, Dwayne Dedman wants out. You know, last <laughs> week, last week, Buddy Hill's popping off. I mean, and I and I just thought Buddy was so out of pocket because I mean, just ten minutes before Luke Walton went in the press conference and laid on the sword for him and said he made a good play at the end of the second overtime of that game, which anyone would sense knows he did not make a good play at the end of that second overtime. Right. He killed the clock and they were down by one. <laughs> right. If you're gonna right. kill the clock, you better make that thing. You better make that. Yeah. And he didn't. So you no, know, he did not make a good play. You know, you got that going on, and you know they're. Defensively, they've they've fallen back. They're you know they're getting beat on the boards. Teams are just getting physical with them. A whole lot to kind of break down. But let's talk about your favorite center, Dwayne Dedman, first. Um, <laughs> I, I I get it. I mean, of course he wants to get traded. I don't know why people are so surprised that he would want to be traded. I don't want to be traded if I was him. If you want to play, you know, and it. Just, I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work. Is right. you know, and if you want to criticize the King or Vlade for saying a lot of his veteran picks just don't work out in terms of free agency, I'll hear that. I mean, you know, but I think this is a little bit different because unlike the George Hill situation where we pretty much all figured they were going to trade George once De'Aaron was ready, mm-hmm. you know, 
Yeah, I don't think so. That, that to me, that's a, that's a different situation. This one, you signed Dwayne Dedman to be your starting center, and for you know, and to be this stretch five, they were obsessed with having. I kept saying they need a pick and roll guy, uh, energy guy at the five. They don't need another shooter. I'm like, you mm-hmm. got enough guys who want to score. Right. I mean, when, when Marvin's on the court, it's, it's tough enough to get the ball out of his hands. You didn't need another guy looking for the ball. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, so I mean, yeah. So du, you know, Dwayne, that doesn't work out. And, he wants out. I mean, from what I hear, there is a market for him. But what you know, what do you get for a you know basically a thirty year old center who hasn't played well, and even for his career, he's a twenty five minute a game guy. He's, you're, you're, you're not trying to move. This isn't like this isn't Carl Anthony Towns on the market. This isn't right. Jokic on the market. You know, this, you know, this is Dwayne Dedman. So what do you see that just went wrong with this whole deal? And what do you think they, they can do to get out of this? I mean, expectations went wrong. I, I said it last year when people were saying that he was going to be so much better than Willie Colley Stein. Oh, it's such an upgrade from Willie Colley Stein. Look, Dwayne Dedman is who he is. He's a he's a backup role playing center in this league period he's not a starting guy you know what i mean he's not a guy that you I, i'm not hating him for getting the back he got the back the guys come from the mud and he and he has worked hard to get what he got kudos to him but he ain't no starting center in this league now, that's not even a knock on him that's where you take a guy where you you take him out of where he should be and try to make and try to fit him into a role that he's just not capable of filling you know what i mean and and the trade request Maybe I shouldn't be so knee jerk with it. Maybe it's just the nature of trade request, right? Where it sums off as like, man, uh, I don't like it here. Um, I need to leave. When it, that comes off as like, I am doing everything that I can do and they're not using me right. He's been terrible. <laughs> He's been terrible here in Sacramento. And, and he shouldn't be requesting a trade. The Kings should be making calls for him on his behalf <laughs> to get him up out of here because it's not working. You know what I'm saying? It's just not working. He hasn't played well. I don't see in I know people have talked about we talked about a Jason like um Harry and you know he needs to earn his minutes back. I didn't see any reason why Dwayne Dedman should be playing ahead of Harry Giles for a long time now. For a long time. There's no way he should have been in that rotation. I I was I don't want to say I'm glad, but I saw every um reason why he wasn't in the rotation and if they can find anybody i'd get off him for for draft picks at this point like i i, I don't need a i don't necessarily need a player back to clog up the rotation or nothing like that i know they got like seventy thousand second round draft picks give me another one all right i'd get off him <laughs> and that money for a second round draft pick that's all i need that's all the i need. problem is with that salary number you probably got to take someone back in okay. a deal you know <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, I'll do it. I, I'm getting off that money, man. I'm getting off that money. I, I really yeah. am because it's, it's it's that's the thing with the George Hill thing. We knew he could be traded. If this Deadman drill, Deadman deal can be traded, you move off that. You take whatever little crumbs you got to take back, but you got to get off Deadman, man, ASAP. Now we're gonna take a pause from the show for a brief message. We talk about physical fitness a lot, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount 
to an annual membership at calm.com slash throne. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash throne. That's calm.com slash throne. Yeah, and I, my thing, even before they signed him, I was like, okay, I guess. You know, I, I cause everything I looked at in the offices, I kept on saying, you need an energy guy at that spot. You need a... You need a defender. You need a pick and roll guy. You don't need another score. Mm-hmm. And but I think part of it is too is that people hated Willie Cauley Stein so much. I could have started at center. They're like, well, at least Jason's trying. You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? You right. know, they just hated Willie. And so, I, yeah, this is isn't really a horrible situation for me because I don't think Dwayne Dwayne's not a locker room problem he's not you know sowing discontent you know he just wants to play and I can't be mad at a man for wanting to play it's just I think right now he's being judged by his contract and that's, and, you know and Jason, and, and, Jason and, I don't I don't mean to interrupt you and you're right I don't think he's a locker room presence but his body language I don't know if you saw while you was there I was watching on TV his body language in that Minnesota game when he was asked to come in was terrible Terrible. And I understand that you you want to play and you're upset. These guys are competitors. They played on every level their entire life. I know it can't be easy not to play. But if you saw his body language and his facial expressions when he was asked to come in in that Minnesota game, it was terrible. He looked like what Buddy Hill was saying in the locker room after that game. That's what he looked like when he was asked to come into that game against Minnesota. And that we don't, don't know, don't nobody need that man. That don't fly in. There's a lot of things that fly in Sacramento and get away. That don't fly. That don't fly, man. He's got to be better than that. Cast him checks and wait for his new team. That's all you can do. <laughs> the first and the fifteenth. <laughs> yeah, I ain't mad at him at all. I just, you know, hey, it didn't work out. You tried things. It's not like you know they went, like the Kings went on a date with him and they decided, you know what, you chew with your mouth open. We can't do this. <laughs> like. You locked him up with the big money, and so yeah. people is not that big of a deal to me. Just like, okay, you know what? You just got a high priced backup. This is your Timothy Mozgov, Vlade. Mm-hmm. This is your Timothy yeah. Mozgov. Mozgov. I usually, in situations Mozgov. like this, maybe it's just uh, to com- compartmentalize to make myself feel better. You just got to say, hey, they signed Holmes to that contract, and they signed Deadman to the Holmes deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if, if, a good if way they flipped around, you know. Nobody would think twice about it. So it worked. Luckily well, for Vadi, Holmes worked out. But yeah, you know well, I mean? Rashawn would like them to flip the contract. That's how y'all going to talk. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I sign is what Holmes is yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Real quickly, do you think Buddy has, has earned Luke's trust again? Um, he's, he's played a little bit better since he decided to, you know, he talk at the side of his mouth. You know, he's he played has. a little bit. He's played better. That first half in the Phoenix game, I thought he was doing the same old same old nonsense he had been doing for the past week and a half. But in the second half of that game, I saw him attack the basket a little bit more. You know what I mean? He was a little bit more of a play. He was a little bit more under control. And since then, that one in the Denver game, um, he, he's played well. So, yeah, but here's the problem with Buddy. And I like Buddy, right? Like, I, I like I like him. I saw Buddy in Arden Fair Mall a couple of days before Christmas. And, you know, we dapped up, showed love. He's a cool dude. But here's the problem with Buddy. He talks too much. He talks too much. Right? And a guy that talks like that, if I'm Luke Walton and Vadi Divas, I don't know when he's going to go off the deep end again. Like, I'd be surprised if he didn't do what he did at some (laughs) point again. That's a little bit of a problem in itself. What made it so crazy, I'm like, have you seen the way you've been playing? 
And you've got the Thank nerve you. to say the coach don't trust you. Right. right. I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> no one trusts you. And then when somebody, I, mean, I think it was you that asked, somebody asked about the defense. Like, well, yeah, that was me. Asking about yeah, what do you mean everybody else is getting scored on? What are you talking said, about? What about you? I said, I didn't ask about everyone. I asked about you. That was like a lesson in deflection, lack of accountability, lack of awareness. No, self, yes. no awareness at all. I'm like, have you not watched yourself play for two weeks? Have you not watched yourself dribble around chasing threes? Breaking off, <laughs> doing whatever you wanted, you know, and and it said Luke has given Buddy unrained freedom at times, freedom that Dave Yeager would have never given Buddy. Right. I mean, I right. think Dave Yeager had a fit of Buddy dribble more than twice. Like, no, you, you, <laughs> hey, you, you're, there you go dribbling again, Buddy. Go ahead and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, on top of that, Jason, the other team, they're seeking out Buddy Hill. Like, they're like, where's Buddy? Let's get a switch. We need a bucket. Like, how are you going to be like, that's okay? Like, how are you going to be like, that's all right for somebody to do? This is the same guy who admitted he messed up because he left a three-point shooter with a team up by three. <laughs> I, I mean, like, nah. I mean. Buddy was I, so out of pocket for that, that rant. He was so out of pocket for that. And then he's like, you know what? Yeah, Luke understands. I said, the thing about Luke, Luke is never going to embarrass his players publicly. Years ago, somebody told me when I first got into this business, don't believe what we say, believe what you see. Hmm. We're going to lie to your face. Because we want you to print our <laughs> lies. Does what we say match up with what you see? And I'm like, but I said, I like Buddy. I couldn't defend him on that. I'm like, dude, have you have you not watched these last few games? In that Minnesota game, I forgot my boy's name, Graham. I mean, I've never heard of this guy. Buddy's in the game. They're running stuff to get the ball to Graham because Buddy's on him. Fam. Come on, man. You got, I mean, come on, come on. I, like, like you, I don't know who Graham was. I watched so much college basketball. I don't know who Graham was. I have no idea. I like Buddy a lot, man. I was so disappointed in him. I was so disappointed in how he handled that situation. And just the things that he was saying, man. I was... Imagine being Rashawn Holmes and hearing, everybody's getting scored on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> when at least once or twice a game, you see a scene where Rashawn is pointing at Buddy for where he was supposed to be on defense. <laughs> and how about on those situations, every time Buddy's pointing, like, what were you doing? They played a replay, and it's Buddy's fault, like, every single time. And he's pointing at the other guy, like, what were you doing? Like, yeah. Come on, buddy. That would be like during this shooting slump and someone saying, Corey, you were like two of eight. And Corey goes, why are you tripping? Everybody else is missing. <laughs> and then points at Buddy's locker. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. I would hear an argument that maybe he should still be on the court for his offense, just the threat. But, right. okay, you take that to Luke. You don't run out there when you just played horribly again mm -hmm. and, and tricked off the second overtime. You don't run out there and say that. Nah. And the thing was, most people out in, in Sacramento, they were like, well, you know, we don't like Luke anyway. I'm like, what's that have to do with what he did? I said, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't like Luke. I said, you, Dave, I said, I said, put it this way. Dave would have sat him too. And Dave would have went off on him in front of everybody like he did last time. Dave went off on him when he made a shot. <laughs> what do you think he would have exactly. done in that situation? And that's the whole thing is people want to do the whole, well, if it was Dave, people forget. That entire team didn't like Dave, just about. And I, I don't want to hear anything about Luke when, for me, I put a lot more on the players in this case. I said, you know what? The man who led you to your 39-win season, you couldn't stand him. Mm -hmm. So I don't mm -hmm. want to hear anything about this is all Luke's fault. 
more. We, right. He don't want us to run. Lucas wants to slow them down for half court sets. Luke never said don't run. Right. I mean, shoot, that Minnesota game was a perfect time for Buddy to run, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh well. So I'm tired of trying to talk sense to some of these people because they don't care. You know what, Jason? That's our job. We're just gonna bang our head against the wall all season. That's what we're gonna have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until somebody well, actually gets it. If we t- okay. if we reach one person, Jason, we've done our job. <laughs> Well, Paul, banging your head against the wall. They got one more game in the year of 2019. I guess one more game in this decade today against the L.A. Clippers. Don't call them the Los Angeles Clippers. They are no. They are the L.A. Clippers. As an Wait L.A. A guy, is that a is that a Jason Jones Long no, Beach that's rule? A, no, that's a fact. No, no. They that's they what that's what Balmer wants. We got a notice at the Athletic reminding us uh, last season. Hey. Remember, they don't want to be the Los Angeles Clippers. They oh have the L.A. Gosh. Clippers. As an L.A. person, we I say, so what? And Jason, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here doing that uh, the rock eye roll, the give for the rock eye roll right now. What, what, do you, what is he talking about? They're trying to what brand is- themselves. They're branding themselves. They're not the Los Angeles Lakers. We are the L.A. Clippers. Oh, and I'm Jesus. sorry, the, the only team needs to use the L.A. logo is the Dodgers. But hey, what am I know? What do I know? <sighs> Clippers, no Patrick Beverly. I'm pretty sure De'Aaron Fox is saying, thank God. I don't want that man kicking me in the groin and doing whatever. You know. <laughs> Yo, Patrick <laughs> Beverly, he has the best flops I've seen in a long time. I, I mean, his flop game is immaculate. I love it. I like, he really commits to the flop. And I'm not even saying this is a diss because I enjoy watching Patrick Beverly. He's like a smaller Draymond, um, except I just, I'm not a fan of Draymond Green, but I actually <laughs> am a fan of Patrick Beverly. And I just enjoy watching Patrick Beverly play. Like you said, he would give Fox fits and everybody else. So I'm glad he's not playing, but man, his flop game is, is immaculate. It's immaculate. Yeah, you think that you got no no Beverly. Uh, we don't know. You know, maybe uh, Kawhi and Paul George just stay in L.A. because they're like, you know what? Hey, it's New Year's Eve. Let's go, baby. We, we, we do our load management from home. You know, we let you guys <laughs> deal with Patrick Patterson and, and Montrez. And That's Mont- all they need is Montrez. Montrez well, might have forty tonight. Man, Montrez was an All Star against the Kings last year, mainly because he plays with intensity every moment, and Willie Cauley Stein didn't. Yeah. So. Montrez was good for 20 and 10 just because he was going to just run people over. You know, they still got Lou Williams on that team. So this is still a good team. Oh, yeah. People forget you take away Paul George and Kawhi. They, this is the core of a group that won 48 games. Yeah. Montrez versus uh, Rashawn Holmes. That should be a good matchup. I, I'd like to see those two, two guys. I expect a lot of fouls to be called. I expect a lot of fouls in that case. And uh, Jason. That boy Harry looked like he in the rotation. And he played well against Denver. That, yeah. that was my one frustration you know with luke and the jury is still out on if that was a completely a luke call i'm not going to speculate too much on here but Mm -hmm. i don't think luke is stupid he wouldn't think that harry giles can play and not play him just out of Mm -hmm. spite or whatever the case may be i don't believe that so the fact that he got into the rotation played well against denver i'm just a big believer in harry giles and his ability i think he needs to be in that rotation i think he gives what this team needs right now they need some energy they need some intensity they need some dog they got it in Rashawn. you know what i mean but they need somebody that's gonna go out there and go head up with anybody did you see that clip of uh harry giles and uh winning gabriel getting into it in practice a yeah. couple weeks ago. I, that's what I like. That's what I need. That's what I need. Somebody should be mad. They suck. Somebody should Thank be you. mad. Thank you. So ain't yeah, no big, that was no big deal to me. I'm like, well, he should be mad. Yeah. Yeah. I need that. I need that. And they're going to need somebody, depending on what lineup they have. I mean, I think we can agree. One of the top two teams in the West. They're the top team to me. We saw what happened on Christmas. And Jason, 
you know, as we get into our, our mini NBA segment, they're just tougher than the Lakers. Just tougher. Physically and mentally. Just what it is. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. So I think they're the best team in the West. But see, you know, the crazy thing about the Clippers is, like, they play right now like they've won something. Like, they kind of coast, and they show up for the biggest games kind of, right? You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. any other game, they're just kind of, oh, yeah, we... They they act like they they've won no, five of the last show, eight championships. They, 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 they show up for the, they show up for the Lakers, but they don't show up for the Rockets. Oddly enough, yeah, that's a strange. Or story. yeah, I mean, I I just I think they could be got just because you know that they are that kind of up and down team right now. I mean, who did they just lose to after they beat the Lakers? Some of them, the did, Jazz. Uh, yeah, the Jazz got them. Then they get beat down by the Jazz too. I mean, I yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan took him to school in the second half of that game, if I remember yeah. correctly. And Kawhi yeah. was like six of twenty. You know, he had one of those bad shooting nights. And the thing is about that uh, L.A. game, they didn't score from the field at the last five minutes. They just got they, <laughs> right. they, they, that was all free throws. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, they they won the game, but it wasn't it was by it wasn't like they just went out there and ran them off the court. I mean, they yeah. were down, they came back, and then they just made the free throws. The Kings could take a lesson from that, you know, because they don't make theirs. <laughs> The way this Kings team is, though, given how they've played lately, this will be the game they win. They're going to show up today. I can tell you. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to win or not. They're going to show up today. And, I mean, look, even in this whole stretch, they haven't been blown. I guess the Indiana game was kind of a blowout. But, I mean, they haven't played terrible. They've just been – they haven't been able to play defense. And – you know, they're missing their guys. But 2 o'clock start, Jason. That gives you plenty of time to uh, wrap everything up and do some champagne and campaigning for New Year's Eve, man. What you got on the docket? Uh, I have no idea. I got my girl what I'm doing because, you know, she. <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly how it's going down. What are we doing tonight? I think we'll, we'll go out for, we'll for a little bit. I'm too old to be. I'm not spending $150 for one of those high-priced New Year's yeah. Eve meals. I'm like, I cook my own food. I'm like, yeah, y'all ain't tricking me with that. I, I feel that <laughs> once. I'm like, okay, why am I paying $80? Don't you serve this every day? Right. Yeah, that, you try to go out to a club. It's $20 to get into, I don't know, the mix. And it's like $150 on New Year's Eve. Like, what? Are you, it's the same club. What are we doing here? Is it, yeah. what's, what's really going on? Well, they do give you a small sip of champagne at midnight, I guess. You're, you're paying for the champagne. The cheapest champagne, too. You're, you're, you're paying for that cooks. You know, the guy who put that cooks, you know, right at the you know, right at the drop of the ball. I guess so. Well, 2020 looks to be better for the for the Sacramento Kings. The whole decade needs to be better for the Sacramento Kings. How about, oh, Lord. How about they make... Uh, they make the playoffs every year in this decade. They went the whole okay. decade without making it last year or last decade. Let's let's flip that on its head and uh, make it this year. Although technically, a lot of people think that the decade starts with 2021. Have you seen that? A lot of how do you say numerologists or whatever they say technically the decade is still going and it starts in 2021. But I digress. All that would do is extend a miserable decade for the Kings and their fans. <laughs> I mean this. There's no point in that. So I guess we'll, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and say it ends It ends today because do we really want to add another year of the worst decade of the NBA to- Hell no. no. We don't want to do that. So, But we can wrap up the throne room breakdown for this decade. We're going to go ahead and let this be the last one of the decade. Jason, happy new year, bro. Happy new, happy year. new year to you. I'll, uh, maybe the Kings will give us something decent to watch today and we can have a, uh, my eyes won't hurt like they did against <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> so 
So, you know, don't don't give me an extra ten minutes of that. So, right. I, I, with with that being said, this is Jason Jones, and this is Kenny Caraway. Hey, y'all, champagne and campaign out there tonight. Dude, I'll be easy.